Tom Gerhardt and Dan Provost are the guys behind Studio Neat. On this show, we discuss entrepreneurship, product design, and all of the ups and downs that come with running a small business. I'm Mike Hurley, and this is Thoroughly Considered. What are we going to talk about today? Oh, yeah. Our Kickstarter campaign, probably, right? <laughs> if you want to. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it's been... We, we recorded... Because the last time we recorded, it was like a week before we launched. So it really feels like a really long time ago, right? Yeah. It, well, I mean, it was now. It was three weeks ago, something like that, I think. Yeah, things have really changed. Panel book has been a fantastic success. And and I want to kind of understand from you guys, from a pure numbers perspective, from a trend perspective, how is Pano book going? Dan, I bet that you're the one that knows the answers to these questions. Uh, like, f- from the history of Studio Neat, how is Pano book faring? Like, c- stacked up against our other Kickstarter projects? Yeah. So, it's basically on pace to be probably our second best kickstarter in terms of amount raised Mm -hmm. uh it's probably not going to reach uh what the most recent glyph did but it's probably going to eventually beat the neat ice kit which is in currently in second place so i think it's going to kind of slot in between those two would be my guess yeah i agree um it's fun so I bet you we're going to end at like 160 something or maybe 170 something is my guess. And it's funny because what's so what's so like strange about at least all of our Kickstarter projects is and you can if you go to this website called KickTrack, K-I-C-K-T-R-A-Q, <laughs> real classy, uh, it ha- it like breaks out data for like all kickstarter projects like daily and trending and all that stuff and all their like projection and trending stuff is is always really inaccurate for us but the thing it does is it it breaks out like the pledges per day and what always happens with us or our projects are you know it spikes and it uh or doesn't spike it like grows really fast in the beginning and then it tapers off to like a pretty consistent climb through the bulk of the campaign and in the last couple days it has a little uptick again and so it's pretty easy at this stage to like kind of extrapolate going forward like where things are going to be and right now you know we're we're raising between like you know 1600 and 2000 dollars a day and that will likely just kind of continue for most of the campaign so you know i bet will be yeah it'll probably be like 160 170 or something um so yeah it's it's really good i mean i remember when before i thought this would maybe raise like sixty thousand dollars or something um so I, we've been really happy and surprised uh, with the kind of the number of backers. That's really the thing we end up really looking at uh, when we're looking at our Kickstarter projects and other Kickstarter projects in terms of like how big they are is not the dollar amount, but more of how many backers, because at least for us, that that's what really uh, determines like the things that are important, like how many things are we going to order? Like at what price point can we get them? That sort of thing. So, yeah. you know, right now we're sitting at like 2,500 backers and that's like really awesome. We were, we were thinking when we launched that, okay, at minimum, if, if we could order a thousand panel books from the printers and like, it would be quite a bit more expensive, but like it works. 
but it was ideally it's like if we could order 5,000 pano books that that would be really that would be really awesome but now it looks like we might be ordering like 15,000 wow uh, and so and that's because we'll make more like we'll make mm-hmm. you know basically what we do is we we order almost double usually of like what the what we need to fulfill kickstarter backers so you know almost all the money for a campaign usually like gets gobbled up <laughs> right away um but we have all this inventory that then we can then sell so so yeah i bet we'll land my guess is like you know we'll need like 7500 8000 panel books to fulfill backers and then uh and then you know the rest will have an inventory so um so yeah, so that's really awesome to be able to make that amount rather than like one thousand or five thousand. That really helps. It kind of makes it more comfortable of a product that like works for us and stuff. So, so that's really good. And 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 because of the the like trajectory of campaigns for us at least are pretty consistent, we can do that estimation now and then start like st- we're like seriously starting the more serious like production process now. Like in terms of you know really getting the the quotes like really finalized and and that kind of stuff yeah i think it's safe to say that this book has i i, I think say for me and you guys can can agree or disagree is that the the success has been outside of what i expected it was going to do mm-hmm. yeah totally yeah totally i mean you know obviously we had no we had no uh no reference like no idea but yeah, no, I definitely, I mean, it's like probably, you know, three or four times what I thought it would be. Uh, what about you, Dan? We have a, a little bit of a tradition, I feel, of right before pushing go on the launch campaign button, we each just give a little prediction of where we think it's going to end up. You know, privately, we don't broadcast that, obviously. And uh, yeah, Tom, I think you said 60, and I was slightly more optimistic and said like 67,000 or something. Um, so obviously, this is exceeded both of our expectations pretty wildly so we're we're pretty pumped about that aside from just pure encouragement through dollars how have you found the process to be so far like the the way that people are taking to the project hmm, I, I, it's funny it kind of feels similar the feedback a little bit i guess the thing that feels different at least for me and i imagine dan too is like this project has so much less well like we talked about before like like manufacturing risk and stuff and so it feels like okay great we should really be able to like fulfill this very quickly and it doesn't feel like scary or oh we have all this work to do because we really did like all of the work before the campaign like we've really really specified everything like exactly we have a couple things we're working on um which we can talk about but but so for me, it's kind of, it, it's like a little bit more fun because unlike say the glyph where it's like, okay, there's all this unknown, like we have to get these injection molds. We have to do all this probable, like probably like engineering associated with the manufacturing. I, I'm really not anticipating any of that. So it just feels a lot more like we could get, knock this thing out of the park really quickly, which feels awesome. It feels like it, it's like really great to be in that kind of position rather than like a okay, here, let's start this nine-month project or process or whatever. What about from the perspective of what people have been asking? Like, What have you found so far to be the common threads of feedback that you've been getting? What, what have you thought about that? What has that sort of stuff been like? Um, I, I've seen some people 
that are fountain pen users that are maybe wanting something that's a little more geared towards that use case. So that would be a, you know, possibly thicker paper, uh, slightly smoother paper. You know, there's like certain qualities of a paper that make it ideal for fountain pen use. And so I don't remember if we explained this in the last episode, but we're trying to kind of make a, uh, a notebook that's pretty versatile for the audience that we think will use it. And so it needs to work well with pencils. It needs to work well with different types of pens and even uh, heavier ink flow pens. We would like it to, you know, hold up to that. But we've in the extensive research and testing we did in papers, there is no such thing as a silver bullet paper. That's just like perfect for any pen. Like there's, there's going to be compromises whichever direction you go. Uh, like for example, I found that super glossy, smooth, uh, like the, uh, the Rodia paper that everyone likes for fountain pens is really not suited for pencils. So you kind of have to choose, you have to choose, uh, which way you're going. And so I think the choice we've made is, it's a really good kind of middle ground. It's going to have a wide variety of, of writing instruments will work well on it. But if you're looking for a super fancy, uh, like for fountain pens, or even if you're just doing like, you know, markers or basically anything more kind of sketchbooky, like, I don't know, charcoal or watercolor, like obviously that's not going to be appropriate either. So, um, that is some feedback we've gotten. And it, it's interesting for this product because there is nothing to stop us from like, Oh, let's make, let's make a sketchbook version of the Panda book where the pages are blank and they're really toothy and they're really thick. And it's, it's it's a sketchbook basically, or let's make, you know, a, a fountain pen version that has these characteristics. And so those can be dangerous because you're starting to kind of, the quantities might not work. Um, but what's unique about this is you swapping out the paper is trivial, uh, compared to any other product we've had where changing something would be a much more significant thing. So that's pretty interesting and exciting is once we get this notebook out there and we have some, uh, you know, a good chunk of user feedback, uh, we can perhaps use that to dictate, you know, future directions for this product line. But the real worry there in my mind is like, does it dilute the story of this one? And so that's, what's so tricky, right? Like I, I think the reason why this panel book is like the success it is is because the story is really clear. And so it's really easy for people to imagine what they do. And so going into the future on our website, you know, having that clear story will really help. But if we have like three versions and there's like an art one and a fountain pen one, I think it degrades that. So that's really the the trick is, yeah, it's trivial to change out the paper, but like, what does that do to the current product and like all that stuff? So we'll be working through that. I mean, we definitely, like Dan said, we like thought about all those things. And so what's nice about this feedback we've gotten, at least everything that I've seen, there's been, there's not been anything where it's like, oh, dang, we should have thought about that. Or, oh, we just, we, we mm-hmm. missed that. We like, that was a, a misstep in the design process. It was like, no, we actually had thought about all those things and we decided against it, you know, for these reasons. So at least that feels really good. I mean, have you seen anything, Dan, where it's like, oh, dang, we should have done that? I don't really think so. Uh, no, but I was just reminded, I have seen a few tweets and messages which make me smile every time they come in that are bit more or less a snarky, so you just took a notebook and turned it sideways, basically, <laughs> uh, type of tweet. And uh, 
I usually reply to them with just something that is, uh, I'll say like, yes, that is literally what we did <laughs> and, and leave it at that. Uh, um, but that's always funny that, that, that seems to happen a lot is even with something that's getting kind of, uh, near universal acceptance in terms of the story we're telling and the product we're offering, uh, there's always going to be those, those snarky folks out there. Uh, but I, I take, it doesn't really bother me and I, I do, uh, take a small amount of pleasure in, uh, tossing the snark back at them. I mean, it's like technically, yes. That is what it is. Yeah, te- technically that is true, but that is every notebook ever. It's like always just that. There would only ever be one notebook, right? Like yeah. if that was, you know. Oh, so you uh, oh, so you have a notebook, we just changed out the paper. Oh, so you have a notebook and you just made a different color. You know, yeah. Oh, you just took a notebook and made it bigger. Yes, <laughs> that, was, that was literally all I did. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, I've said this before. I even provided some some tests for you. I think that you guys made the right decision with the paper. Um, I think that it holds anything that I can throw at it with caveats. And I mm-hmm. think that that's fine, right? Like I can I can use any of the pens that I would usually use and one of two things will happen. It will either take it fine or it will bleed through to the other side. So a little bit, I might see some of the writing pop through on the overleaf of the page but it never goes through to the next page unless I'm like effectively just scribbling all over the book, right? You know, mm, yeah. you, you, but that was the same with basically any paper. You can make it go through if you want to like just keep scribbling and scribbling and scribbling. But with mm. regular writing, all that ever happens is I might get a bit of uh, bleed or a bit of show through of the ink on the other page, as you can see on the stuff that we scanned in. Um, but that works fine for me being a fountain pen user because it's something I'm very used to. Like I know the paper that I can use and that I can buy that this will not happen, but I don't want Mm -hmm. all my notebooks to be made of that type of paper. And I don't Mm -hmm. think it would have been the right decision for you guys to make something that was either a lot heavier because it would have been less pages and and made the book more expensive or to go with a different finish because it would have, I think, excluded who will be the majority of the users of your book, which will be pencil users Mm -hmm. and just like gel pen users and stuff like that where Mm -hmm. glossier paper wouldn't have held up so well. Was that door song bleed on through to the other side? I think that's we're what cutting, it is. We're cutting that. Yeah. <laughs> this is getting cut. That's going on the cutting room floor, huh? Uh, poor Tom. I like this song, uh, but yeah, you know, I I, th- I do think that the 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 notebook does a more than good enough job of what I want it to 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 do, right? And and mm-hmm. there are trade offs with every product, and mm-hmm. you know, I think that I think that's kind of just how it's going to be. Uh, otherwise known as design is <laughs> making compromises and trade-offs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's cool. I mean, uh, we are, let's see, what are we doing now? We sent, um, one of the big questions and one thing we couldn't simulate or test like in the product is the color of the dot grid. So that's one of the things we're doing just, I guess, yesterday or the day before we sent out, um, the kind of art like a like a we're gonna do a test print of the dot grid um with a couple different pms or pantone colors uh to try to nail down exactly what that dot grid color is so that will be good um and we that's tricky because um there's only really one way to really simulate uh a color on a specific paper 
on an offset printing press, and that's to use an offset printing press with a PMS color. There's no, there's no like, there's no, there's no like tricks. <laughs> and so, you know, it's like a several hundred dollar test. Um, and so we we have that sent out. So hopefully, I think next week we'll get that back. And we have like four different options we're kind of testing, and we'll see if that like. If one of those is the right one, I think I think it's the and right one. And when you say different colors, I'm assuming that you're meaning just different shades of gray or whatever. Yeah, so <laughs> so we're definitely probably going to do Pantone Cool Gray, and it's just which number do you do one or two or three, four, five, six, seven, eight? Um, it's basically yeah, just like darknesses of grays because I mean I don't know how technical we want to get here, but like you can, there's two ways to make like ink lighter you can get a lighter ink like a a pantone ink that is like a solid ink color that's just lighter or you can um kind of decrease the amount of ink or like the dot size kind of uh that's really small on the offset press um and so we don't we don't want to make um less dense ink on the page because it's not as nice we want to do a full density so really it's not about changing the kind of like uh density of the ink it's the color and so that's why we have to do all these color tests to really figure it out and, it, and there's basically no way to simulate it like you know we have these pantone swatch books so we can see like what the what the ink color is but it's on a different color paper and uh you know it's a different size so it's really hard to tell so that test is will be coming back, and hopefully that will get finalized real quick. Um, and then we're also working on figuring out how, like, what the packaging of the notebooks is going to be. Um, we didn't. We had a couple different ideas for that, um, and it, it, what we could do was really going to be dependent on like the quantity that we ended up manufacturing. And because we have a little bit higher quantity, we can do we could do something different probably now. So. We're looking into that and figuring out, you know, how to package it and protect it and then how, you know, how to do the three pack versus the one pack and that kind of stuff. So kind of in the weeds of some of those like packaging issues, but in general, uh, feeling pretty good. We haven't like finalized all the artwork and stuff, but I think that will happen pretty soon. Yeah. And the, uh, the packaging stuff we're working on uh actually came out it was one of the positive things that came out of doing the user testing that we did prior to launching the campaign is we made a bunch of notebooks to send to folks and we just kind of absentmindedly just sent them in bubble mailers and quite a few people were like uh you know just wanted to point out that this corner you know the corner of the slipcase basically is pretty dinged up and we were like oh yeah duh like if you buy a book from Amazon, like they're not going to send it in a bubble mailer, like it's in a protected box. So that, so that exact thing doesn't happen. Um, so that was something we have to solve for is how are these notebooks packaged up so that when they're sent to our fulfillment center, we don't have to rely on them choosing the right uh, external packaging for shipment. It's, it will be protected enough to where they can kind of throw it at anything and it'll be fine. So that's kind of what we're another thing we're working on right now. And we we're pretty close to finding something. This one seems like it f- feels very confident <laughs> to hit the ship date. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we said October. Yeah, uh, said so October. we did, we, we, man, that's just right around the door. What are we thinking? <laughs> uh, <laughs> <No>! <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just, it's, re- it's really, I mean, it's just different. It's so much different than having to make a. Well, a dang there's a couple of reasons. 
There are a couple reasons. Okay. Uh, a, we like likely will have only one or two suppliers. So that's a huge deal. Um, two, the like we've mentioned before, like all of the manufacturing processes are um, very common, like very normal, and don't require like tooling or setup. And so it's like, you know, we'll, we'll get proofs and we'll get tests and stuff, but it, it's not like, you know, make an injection mold or whatever. So but both of those things, the fact that it's like a local supplier with like just one or two of them um, makes it just much, much easier, way less moving parts. And, you know, and then again, like we've mentioned in the past, all of the ingredients kind of are extraordinarily common and we like very specifiable. Um, so, you know, we don't. We're not like wondering or looking around for like the perfect paper anymore or like the right wire binding. It's like, no, all these things are really easy to specify. So it's, you know, it, you know, I could see there being some problem with like folding up the slip case and like we have to redo something like I could see there being delays, but it won't be like crazy delays. Uh, Famous last words, knock on wood. You can just clip this out of the podcast and just play it on a loop. Forever, <laughs> you know, it's gonna it's gonna be my new ringtone. There won't be Tom delays. There's not gonna be any delays. This is all set. No delays. So obviously, considering the response that there has been to this product, I'm assuming that the two of you are relatively enthused about this world of items. Yeah, I have two thoughts. I mean, uh, part of me is like, cool. Like this seems like to resonate. Like we should do more paper stuff because it's like relatively easy to do um and and more importantly like you can do low quantity and it like still works uh you know like you can do lower quantity so you can do weirder stuff um the other the other side of my mind though is like you know like i said i think this resonated and had the success it did because of like the story and because of how clear and like unique it is in a way um and it's like how many more of those are there right and so you know i don't see us turning into like just like a you know, have 20 different like notebooks and all this stuff, uh, because I don't I don't know if there are 20 different like use cases that out there um, <laughs> that we can find it. We're, well, <laughs> I know it says that, well, it says the like pen and paper nerd, but, it, exactly. but you know, but but it has a big enough audience for it to work. Right. So that's like the trick. Um, so I don't know. I, I mean, I think we'll find more. I have some ideas of like things I kind of want. Um, so I, we'll see. Uh, my feeling is that this panel book is like somewhat unique in like its audience size, but that's fine. Like we could do smaller and it'd be totally fine. So yeah, I mean, I, I mean, Dan, have you, we haven't really talked about this, but like, are you, do you have any like wants or ideas or things that, that feel good? For new stationary products? Yeah, or just, or like, I mean, it's just like answering Mike's question. Like, you know, I'm not saying like asking for an idea, but just like. Yeah, know. yeah. I mean, I like like I was saying before, like my mind started to go into a million directions in terms of like variants of the Pano book. Um, but I totally agree with what you said, where that can be a dangerous path and kind of dilutes the story of the Pano book. Well, yeah, but the Pano book doesn't have to become four different notebooks there can just be four different notebooks that are other things right they don't they don't all have to be a panel book yeah and i'm still uh we haven't talked about this at all but the our kind of like original idea of doing like a soft cover trap you know travel notebook or whatever something you kind of throw in your bag that's kind of moleskin sized uh i would be interested in uh 
reevaluating that to see if there's anything there now that we're now that we're a paper supply company a stationary company uh uh just you know revisiting that and seeing if there's anything anything there where we can have a kind of nice wrinkle to it that makes it interesting in some way um but yeah i'm just i mean honestly yes there's other directions we can go um but I'm just, I'm really happy that this is taking off and it's one of those products that we do. Uh, this is going to sound a little bit overly sentimental, but I always feel really good when we're making something that people use to either make something or, or be creative in some way or do work. So like, yeah, the, the glyph like feels really good because it's like, oh, this is a tool that enables people to make things or be creative in some way. And I think this notebook fits into that. Whereas other things like, you know, the material doc or whatever is like really nice object. I'm really proud of it, but it's not it doesn't quite create those those warm, fuzzy feels as like people are going to use this, to, you know, get work done and, you know, be creative in some way. So that, that always feels really good when we have a product that kind of fits into that category. I mean, I'm enthused. I mean, I, I just like the idea of the, there being more potential products from Studio Neat that fit my personal desires and tastes, mm-hmm. which, you know, you guys <laughs> do a really good job of covering basically everything that I want to do. So I appreciate that. Uh, and now, now stationary products, I mean... What else do what else do I want you to make? Yeah. That's that's what this show is. It was just like a real long con from me to like just plant ideas in your head. Yeah, no, it's you know, but the, the, that's what's funny. I mean, uh it would be interesting because you know, this Pano book uh is theoretically like much more kind of like niche or unique than say like what Dan was saying, like a like a soft cover travel notebook thing or or you know, like pocketable notebook thing. So it could be that you know, Panabook is a more niche product than some, you know, than something that we eventually land on as well. Um, it's just the question is like, you know, is someone going to buy from us just like a, a more normal little notebook uh, or, or, you know, or they'll be like, oh, I'll just get the Moleskin or whatever because I like know that name. So that's the question. But I don't know. Well, it could be fun. Well, I'm excited. I, I kind of want to make a shop notebook. When that can get all, I mean, I've mentioned this before, when it gets all mm-hmm. dirty or something, or mm-hmm. I don't know, we'll see. We got to, it's got to stew around some. An- another thing that uh, made me feel really good about this campaign is, and this is, was really surprising to me, is the three pack tier is outpacing the the single notebook tier. That's pretty nice. Yeah. Um, which, a real shock. Me, yeah, I think the, if you want to read, if you want to read that in a positive light for us, that it would be the result of basically people trusting us where if you if you don't know who we are and you don't uh, you know believe in our ability to deliver then the smart thing would be to back the single notebook so that if it sucks you you've only bought one notebook and it's no big deal but i think the people that the fact that the three pack is outpacing the single is basically a confidence in us that we're going to deliver something that they'll like so that feels really good well and we also have like pin you know like mike and brad and like you know other folks who are into notebooks like who have had actual samples being like no this is good i mean i think that's Mm -hmm. that's Mm -hmm. the huge advantage of being able to send out like sample prototype beta things it's like we we it doesn't have to be just us right it can be other people with cachet who are like yeah you know this is good there is a big difference between this looks nice to this 
is nice. Yeah, or it feels right. nice. Especially, yeah. for, I mean, for me, it was like, I remember, I think it was probably like two or three months ago, probably three or months ago. We Remember, Dan, we were like going to launch and we were, we were ready to go. But we were like, you know what? The smarter thing to do would be to wait, make more samples for people, send them out so that people can have them and have using them before we launch the campaign so that when we do, they can actually make a statement like truthfully if they like it or not, right? And so I think... Mm waiting that time was like a really good move and it it makes me want to find more ways where we can do that like with more complex or plastic products right where we can really send out samples that are like either the thing or really close to the thing Mm -hmm. um so we can kind of have that same like effect i mean with a notebook it's way more important because it's about like feel of paper and all, all like all of the reasons you would buy this pano book a lot of them are like the materials and stuff and it's really hard to describe that like over the internet so yeah i think that's a i think that had a huge deal that's something we should maybe ask our backers maybe if we can some way it's just like you know why why did you buy a three pack over one pack was it like trust in us was it trust in someone who said was it just like oh i didn't you know whatever that's a yeah that is a big question because this was a huge shock i i was not expecting at all that the three pack would would uh outperform the single there is something kind of interesting about people having never used a product seeing it and being like no i'm gonna need more than one of these yeah yeah yeah, (laughs) right like it's it's an interesting thing like i backed a three pack because i know i want them because i already have Mm -hmm. one right so like i know that this is a thing that i will want to just have a few of so when i run out i don't have to wait Right, you know, and it, and also yeah. you know you benefit is cheaper. It's especially for for like you know for shipping to me, blah 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 blah. blah. Like it's better yeah. to get a, a multi pack, and it might be why people did it. But there is something kind of funny about other people that are just like, yeah, no, I will need more than one of these. Yeah, how has this happened? Like, how has this campaign been such a success, media wise? Has there been a, a big push or? Is it is this just a word of mouth thing that's catching on inside of the Kickstarter community? I think that's mostly it. Yeah, there. That's another thing that's felt really good about it is there's certainly been some press. Uh, we had you know uh, Swiss Miss posted it, and obviously you know the discussion on the Pen Addict podcast and things like that, but nothing huge uh, like a Daring Fireball or equivalent type thing. So that is also nice. Is it just seems to be our built-in audience and then just natural inertia and kind of word of mouth. Um, so we've, uh, we've sent uh, since the campaign started, we've sent out some notebooks to press people. Uh, so hopefully we can get a little kind of midstream bump if they have time to review it before the campaign ends. But um, yeah, it, there hasn't really been any single huge, press hit that was kind of the the got the snowball rolling yeah i'm looking here uh like on the referral stuff and um studio neat.com is actually like one of the top referrers that's not twitter.com it's like search discovery popular like on kickstarter and then it's like twitter is the top exter- external besides just like direct and then our website and then facebook and then swiss miss and then google then cool material product Hunt, and then relay so, uh, <clears throat> yeah, it's interesting. Um, that is really interesting. 
What I think one thing that really helped is we we got uh, like a project we love badge from Kickstarter, like really I think first day. Mm-hmm. So that I think because that kind of gives you better placement on Kickstarter's website. So I think that helped a lot, probably. But yeah, Dan, I mean, there there wasn't any huge uh, press thing, so it's, it's just word of mouth, which is which is cool, really good. Oh, one thing I wanted to mention before uh, before we end here is I realized that people listening to this podcast might not know that we have a cool weekly um, email. I guess it's just a little weekly email called the Studio Neat Gazette. And it's really simple. It's basically Dan and I each make like a pick of something we saw during the week. And usually it's like some piece of media or some cool thing, just really simple. And then at the bottom is a little just kind of update or behind the scenes things in Studio Neat. And People seem to really like it, and so I figure if you're listening to this podcast, you would want to uh, maybe subscribe too. And if you just go to studioneat.com slash gazette, uh, you can sign up there. It's real simple. Once One a week, and this week is week 101, so we've really been doing it for a little, like almost two years, which is kind of crazy. But uh, yeah, give it a shot if you like. Yeah, consecutively, no, uh, no missed weeks. I know, we're champions. Gotta keep the streak going. Thoroughly Considered is a joint production between Relay FM and Studio Neat. You can find out more about this episode and check out links over at relay.fm slash tc slash 28. Thanks so much for listening.